Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Brian Garlock. Uh, today I was going to talk about something interesting that I I came up with a few years ago. I uh, Like I said previously, I work with a lot of youth. I work with a lot of different staff. And uh, we've had over 2,500 kids go through our program. So we've had a lot of a different experience with what works and with what doesn't. Uh, as far as parenting goes, as far as uh, even interacting with the kids that we have that are in our facilities, I came up with this uh, little theory. Uh, we call it the pendulum theory, and it's uh, it kind of caught on as far as with our company goes. And it it kind of exp- I, I, as I watched a lot of these staff interact with the kids, we tried to decide what what is it about the ones that are good or the parents that have a lot of success with their kids as opposed to the ones that don't. Same with our staff. We're trying to figure out why is it that this staff is so effective and this one isn't. Um, And it came down to it, you know, we have a lot of staff that are super nurturing people. They got into this field to help out kids. They got into it to, um, because in their past they'd had somebody who would help them um, and they wanted to give back. And uh, so they become very nurturing kids. Other other people show up, and they've got an axe to grind. You know, they want to they want to uh, be punitive, and they want to kind of make sure that these kids and whoever pays the price for what they did. We found that both of those types of staff weren't that great. And you know, this includes coaching too. I feel like I've been a coach. Uh, I've coached all my kids all the way through. Um, their younger years, mostly in soccer, but uh, coaching, it's kind of the same boat there that a coach that's just always super nice cheerleader type of guy probably doesn't get as much out of his kids um, as he could. Also, somebody who's super punitive that just yells all the time, same boat. Uh, There's playing scared for a coach. Usually doesn't bring out the best in an athlete. But anyway, what we, what we kind of figured out is if somebody could harness in both of those at the same time. So where the pendulum idea comes in is that a pendulum swings both ways, equal distance both ways. And kind of imagine that one way is kind of a nurturing side and the other way is the consequence side or the accountability side. And so... As a staff uh, gets better and better at their job, they usually are able to swing both ways on this pendulum further and further, but equal distance on both sides that they can go. They, they have the ability to. Uh, new staff kind of come with one or the other usually, a little bit too punitive or a little bit too... Nice. Uh, I always think of my wife. She's the sweetest lady in the whole world, but probably would be the worst staff uh, anybody could ever. She just is so positive all the time that, uh, you know, a kid would bust a hole in the window and she'd oh, wow, you are a tough little whippersnapper today, you know? And so she, she just, there's a reason why she doesn't work with these kids. She's just super, super She ended up being a great mom and raised some great kids with that style. But we kind of figured out that the staff that's able to sit a kid down and kind of give him the the 
hold them accountable to the negative behavior that they've displayed at the same time doesn't hold a grudge and they can swing back the other way when they're doing well so let's say a kid won't get out in the bed in the morning this that staff is able to go in there and and uh have a frank discussion with the kid but the second the kid gets out of bed whether the kid swore at him before whether they you know did something that that in many ways could affect could offend a staff they didn't hold it against them the second they got out of bed then they swing the other way good job now let's get rolling on the day the kid slips back says i'm not going to school the staff goes back swings back the other way when the kid does and and sometimes you just need to almost look for an excuse to be able so that everything just isn't punitive some parents have the hardest time swinging back towards the the nurturing side they want to they feel like they're almost not doing their job as a parent when they're being kind and they're being loving to their kids which is just it's just absolutely crazy you know uh, i live here in utah with the predominant religion being lds and uh, lds people believe in this uh, big war in heaven prior to coming here that there were two options that they were given and one was that you either come you can come down to this earth and that satan would force you to follow all the rules and that he he would guarantee happiness but the but then he would get his credit get all the credit and then the other plan that was offered was you teach people correct principles and let them go out down there and have their free agency. And that's what uh, members of this church strongly believe. And, and I find it super ironic because so many of their parenting styles, I mean, I mean, these are people who really buy off on this and that really believe that this is what happened and strongly would uh, testify to that's what they believe. And yet when you watch them parent, it's an it's it's almost like a perfect blueprint of what it is that they did not vote for that they believe that they fought against prior to coming to this life now if you if you're not from the LDS faith it doesn't really matter it's just a point to make that these these parents even when you bring that up to them it's yeah but i can't let them i can't let them get away with this and i can't they need to they need to be reined in and, and consequence for everything. And, and it's just really not true. It doesn't work. One of the biggest things that I think that parents have to take a look at is, am, am I healthy enough to raise these kids in the right way? Uh, spanking used to be a big deal. It used to be uh, something that the majority of parents did not too long ago. Kind of went out of, uh, uh, lost its popularity along the way there. But what I remember a lot of people saying is, you know, the first couple spankings were were for the kid, but then the next two or three for the parent. You know, the parent gets so upset and so fired up that that a lot of the consequencing was to make them feel better, not so much to make the kid's behavior change. Uh, there's there's um, that kind of stance doesn't really work. I use the the example all the time of a policeman that pulls somebody over. He walks up to your car and we've all had both of these kind of experiences. The you know the the cop that gives you the big chew out. Oh, look at you, sir, you're driving your family around uh this reckless going this fast. 
And, you know, you get this chew out from a guy who um, has a lot of power, but um, the biggest fear you have from a cop isn't their chew out, it's the ticket. The ticket is what's going to change people's behaviors. That's what people are worried about. If that cop gives me a chew out and I drive away, I've already forgotten about it by the time I've merged onto the freeway. However, when the cop walks up to your, to your door and says, um, Hey, looks like you're in a big hurry. How, uh, you know, how you do he, where, He's very polite to you and says, Listen, I'm going to have to give you a ticket. You're going 10 miles, an over, 10 miles an hour over. I need you to slow down. Here's your ticket. Have a great day. He was super kind. He was super respectful. But changed somebody's behavior so much more than if you just stand and chew them out. Kids get to the point where they're very used to being chewed out. You know, they get they get in trouble at school. They get in trouble by uh, different people along the way. And um, they get, it doesn't really affect them very much. But the ticket does. And uh, the when you're talking about this pendulum theory... Kids don't, they just don't respond that well to a constant negative tone. They, they do really well when they have a predictable environment where they know, <laughs> this is kind of sums it all up, they know life kind of sucks when you're acting like a punk. And it's actually pretty good when you're following the rules. If they can learn that basic lesson, well, what's the fastest way to get them to learn that lesson? Well, think of a dog uh, being, you know, when he gets a biscuit or whatever it is, a doggy treat every time he does something good, and he doesn't get one every time he doesn't, or who knows, they have the electric... Whether you agree with this or not, it's just a point to be made. You know, they get zapped when they do something bad. They get a doggy treat when they do something good. Pretty soon, you've basically taught them you've changed their behavior. Well, kids are a lot the same. You know, they realize if I don't get a payoff for this negative behavior or I get a consequence for it, um, then I'm going to stop doing it. The problem comes when parents or staff or coaches are only focused on the negative. And that's all they, that's all they talk about. Well, it, that gets confusing. If you only zap the dog when he does the bad things, he might not do some of the bad things, but he doesn't know what the good things are. And uh, so he's running around kind of scared all the time, wondering, you know. But when you finally teach him, every time you go up to the door to go to the bathroom, or every time you stop barking, I'm going to give you a biscuit, they start going, wow, I not only don't get zapped, but I get a biscuit when I don't bark every time somebody rings the doorbell. Kids are the same. And you got to learn as a parent to really not hold grudges for a week. What ends up happening is that the, you you lose all that teaching time because the kid's going, wait a minute, I turned around my behavior. I took the consequence. Why is my mom still being so upset at me all the time? Um... Anyway, I think uh, there's a lot to go with this uh, pendulum theory. I um, I think parents make a lot of, in their best efforts, make a lot of mistakes that uh, set them back a lot. Uh, There's kid, home needs to be a very predictable place. 
uh, the consequences don't need to be made on the fly. Sit your kids down and, and make, uh, make strike while the iron is cool is what a good way to say it. Make the rules, make the consequences, make the, the, the positives all together. Sit your kid down. Say, what's going to happen if you show up late for your curfew? Let the kid help out. Well, you're going to, I'm going to have to, who knows what, whatever your consequence is going to be. What, what's it going to be if I get all A's this quarter? What are you going to do for me, mom and dad? What? And this is what ends up happening. And it's just so fun to watch happen. Let's say uh, a kid gets grounded, which we could talk about later. I Grounding is is an option that I don't like too much, but say you're going to get grounded if he comes home late. The kid comes home an hour late for his curfew, and a parent can honestly be like that second cop, be like, man, I hate that you're going to miss this and this and this this week because you're grounded, but you are. And, and it takes the negative emotion out of it. The parent can be like, dang it, the, I, I wish you wouldn't have done that, but... It's, it's a completely different way of thinking, and it works so good. Uh, the kid doesn't think, my mom was just ticked off today. It's, it was already set up. You can take all the negative emotion out of raising your kid because it, things are already set up. It doesn't feel like a parent is just losing it, and the kid can't really use that against them. It, when everything's set up prior to it all happening then there's nothing to argue about. And a parent can be really empathic about it. Um, but anyway, uh, I'll just touch on grounding for a second. Uh, grounding, I don't love it because I think, you know, you ground a kid when they're, when they're doing their, when they're at their worst, obviously, when they're uh, struggling and having a difficult time. And then all of the things that they use to cope with difficult times, you take them away from them. And it's, it's kind of counterproductive. If you think about it, you, tra- you train people to go to their bedroom and take a nap every time they do something wrong when the opposite would work so much better. Like, give your kid a bigger list of things to accomplish that day, you know? Okay, now uh, you're grounded, if, if you use the same word, but that, but that means something completely different. It means you are going to do this amount of chores per day. You're going to, you know, even send your kid. I want you to walk to um, to the library and back. I want you to check out a book. It's two miles away, but the book you're going to show that you actually got there. And the kid is out walking, doing something actually productive um, and able to think about his behavior more so than just laying in bed taking a nap. I mean, you end up having adults that just learn to go crash in their beds every time things go to pot. And it's a, it's a horrible way to do things. Um, so send your kid off. Goodness, just send him down to McDonald's and have him bring you back a Diet Coke. It, 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 it is so much better of an option than to just ground them. Um, and and if, I, I think grounding is going to go the way of spanking. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, maybe back in the day when people lived in farms a lot more or something and you had to be home because you had to work so much more. I don't know. It might have been more beneficial. But now, keeping a kid in his bedroom, I mean, you teach him. You, use music. Use hiking. Use exercise. Use all these things to do when you start getting to, into a funk. And then when they actually get into a funk... We strip them of all the things that would help them get out of it. 
parents fight back with at this mentality a ton. And I think it rolls back to what is your ideal goal? Is it is it to help the kid's behavior or is it to make you feel better? Uh, are you feeling like your kid's really getting away with something? Because they're not. But you're parenting them in a way that actually teaches them just the most basic lesson. You, Like I said previously, you... <laughs> You do good. Life's pretty cool. You start popping off. Life starts to suck. And teenagers can learn that very quick. But if they're in an environment that's unpredictable, they don't know which way their parent's going to swing in a pendulum. They don't know how long the consequences are going to last. You just have chaos. And this is a really sad thing to say, but, you know, one of the biggest problems I have in running this program I have is too many of the kids become... They want to stay. And that's sad because when you're stuck in a group home with 16 kids and staff and, uh, you know, 16 boys, just that fact alone uh, would be just, it's just tough. You don't get to go out and hang out with buddies. I mean, you're just locked down. And for those kids to a lot of times sabotage their treatment, which means do something dumb to add time to their to staying in the program because they prefer that environment to home, that is a super sad thing. I mean, that, that that's just a that's just proof that they thrive in an environment where thing you know they're they're, they're safe, where the people around them they know what they're going to get out of these people. They know the rules. They know all of the consequences. Everything's just listed. And so nothing really comes as a surprise. And then they go home like on a visit and nothing's like that. You know, if mom had a bad day at work, uh, it, 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 everybody, it affected everybody at home. The, the way she consequenced, the way she interacted with the kids. And so uh, anyway... The pendulum theory works super good, but it's very tough, and you're going to always find that you lean more naturally one way than the other. But to try to hone that skill in, to be able to let down your, to be a little humble when you want to just maybe continue to be frustrated with your kid, um, to let that go. You know, it's, it's funny because I think we all want to pretend like um, crazy behavior isn't part of us, that it's everybody else out there, that, um, you know, everybody else has the um, tendency to be crazy. But, you know, we all are at different times in our life. And uh, passing that on to our kids when they don't deserve it. I remember a time when my daughter um, didn't want to take my advice on stretching before a game. Um, she, I don't know, she, she's a great soccer player. She's played uh, professionally. She play, She's the captain of her college team, and she's uh, just a great soccer player. But she got to a point where obviously dad doesn't know what he's talking about anymore. So I was giving her some advice, and she wasn't obviously taking it. And I remember just thinking, you little arrogant punk I hope you you know I didn't hope she got hurt but at the same time I was thinking good 
heavens, if you're not going to, if you're too good for this, you, you could learn a lesson from getting hurt, you know? Now, how crazy is that? There was another time where my daughter, we moved, and we moved everything into the new home but the washing machine and dryer, and, and, Matt, and my daughter was super frustrated. She was like, what am I supposed to wear? And I'm like, you have a closet full of clothes. Just wear that. And she was... And she was like, come on, dad, I don't, I need to wash it, whatever. So it's like nighttime. I drive over to the old house. I'm so mad that I'm going to throw these washing machine and dryer into the back of my truck by myself. I don't know how many of you have ever tried doing that, but uh, the dryer's not, is it the dryer? One of them's heavier than heavy. But anyway, I remember even thinking, I almost want to drop one of these things on my foot just to show my daughter how mad I am at her. Now, you just <laughs> seemed, seemed to make so much sense at the time, but how crazy is that to think like that? And I think uh, we all need to understand that if we just, to con- if we don't have some sort of a guideline or some sort of a pattern or some sort of a, almost a program set up for home and how we how we handle different problems and how we deal with consequences. If you're going purely off your mode it, or your mood, it's going to be very inconsistent and confusing to kids. And if, if we just let ourselves go off of how we feel at the moment, set up a set up a uh, list of rules, set up a list of consequences, or a list of uh, positive reinforcement stuff, maybe rewards or whatever, and then follow them. Eliminate the negative. Uh, big pep t- or the negative talks that you give the kid, the chew outs, and um, really focus on trying to be to swing both ways as far as possible. And uh, I think you'll see a lot of success. In uh, I think you see a lot of change in your kids, and actually, it it makes parenting not as hard. It, it doesn't need to be as hard as sometimes we make it. So hopefully that helps a little bit.